Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network. Founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marcia Cook, their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's Marsha Casper-Cook, and we have a great show today on World of Ink and uh, Michigan Avenue Media. Uh, this is going to be, we have not had a show like this, and this is really going to be fun. And um, this is really a show that I've always wanted to have because it's all about the reader. And uh, Anna Ford, she started a book club, and from then on she's organizing, and she has a whole list of things that we're going to talk about because, as everybody knows that listens to my shows, we all look for readers, and because we all promote all the time, we don't always know what the readers are thinking, and that is like going to be the best thing to hear what readers think. Okay, let me see what else we have here. Uh, I do have a show on Tuesday. Uh, I've added this show on Friday because I didn't want to wait because I was so excited when I read about Anna and um, <laughs> First Magazine. I didn't want to wait because I thought this is really something we all need to talk about. And uh, Tuesday's show is with Brandy Potter, and it's going to be about writing powerful characters, and which is really, you know, strong women, strong men, just strong characters are, you know, they're fun to write. I've written a few of them, and I love writing that way. So that'll be fun on Tuesday afternoon at 4 uh, Eastern, 3 Central. And I think I'm beginning to like Fridays. I don't know. I thought this was a great idea, and I do think it is, Doing, and I may change it to, like, Fridays now. But you're going to enjoy the show today. And also, you know, we, we can also talk a little bit about uh, Anna's other career, which is her big career. She's got a <laughs> master's in public administration from Harvard Kennedy School, and she worked in public health policy and dedicated her career to HIV and AIDS advocacy, which is a whole different show. And I really want to have her back for that when we do our, you know, issues <laughs> and medical type shows. But uh, so she's, been, you know, she's quite a busy girl. So we're very happy to have her here. Hi, Anna. How are you? Hi, Marcia. Thank you very much for the kind I'm introduction. I'm loving that you're I'm here. happy to be here. <laughs> because you. I saw this article in uh, First Magazine, in the, in the First for Women magazine. I buy it all the time. Mm-hmm. I like it because the stories are short and concise, and you just find so many little things out that you never would find out. And uh, so there was this article about you, and I started reading it, and I went, oh, I think I'm going to call. I'm going to email her. <laughs> She'll come on the show. I was so happy that you responded because it's something that uh, I interview and after nine years, had almost nine years of shows, we have so many authors on. But readers, it's all about the reader. So the floor is open to anything you want to talk about, but I think first maybe you should talk a little bit about what you do and how exciting Mm -hmm. this is for the readers, you know, for the writers to hear what you think. So it's all yours. (laughs) Tell me about yourself. Okay. Sure. So by, by way of introduction, I have been in a book club for a very long time. I've been in multiple book clubs. I think I'm currently a member of three or four book clubs. So books and reading and discussing books, they're all passions of mine. I I would say I'm an an avid reader, again, on the side. Um, And book clubs are take up a big part of of my life um and definitely a passionate hobby of mine so i've been a member of book clubs like i said for many years i've led quite a few um based on where i'm 
studying, where I'm living. Some are with friends. Some are virtual. Some have always been in person. Some are a bit more ad hoc than others. I've been in all sorts of book clubs. But about four years ago, um, I had this idea in Philadelphia of finding a way to better organize our book club. And that idea kind of morphed into this website, bookclubs.com, that I'm the co-founder and co-creator of. Um, My partner and co-founder, Ian, is a website engineer and a coder, and he was learning a new coding language for his day job uh, for, for his work, and he asked me if I had any ideas of how he could apply that in a project that we could potentially work on. And the oh. first thing that came to mind was, I need a online management tool for my book club. We had grown from four members to 25 members, and our email chains were getting a bit unruly, and we were lacking in organization. And so we put our heads together and put together this website to help my book club be better organized and stay together and, and keep reading. And I was very surprised. So you have 25 you people in it? There. You have 20, there's 25 people, you said, in that one. So that book club, yes, had 25 wow. people in it. And actually starting a page on bookclubs.com, we, we were able, I think, to weed out a few members that were no longer active through that process. So that book club, as in many book clubs that I've been in, I'm sure other uh, listeners on the show can relate, there may be a you know, 20 members in the book club, but each meeting usually draws, I'd say, about 10 members, probably 50% yeah. participation rate each meeting just because lives are busy and, and that's how things work. Um, but anyway, we built this site for my book club, and it was a, a huge resource, and it did help us tremendously, and we can go into some of the features and what I love most and yeah. what my club really gets out of it. But I was shocked when other clubs found us um, I just by searching for a book club website. And after about a year of it being out there, we had over a 1,000 people using the site, um, asking for updates and new features. And, you know, our club operates this way. Could you help us? And all wow. sorts of requests. And I decided at that point maybe it's a time, time to take this more seriously and um, more pro- and have a more professional approach to it. So we work to redesign the website and relaunch it, um, and I dedicate much more time to it, um, probably at this point uh, several hours every day, just to keeping the site up and running and responding to users' questions and watching the site grow and thinking creatively about ways to improve the site. Um, and we've grown quite a bit in the past year since we relaunched the site and now we have um, over 7,000 members using the site and about 1,500 book clubs that use the site to um, manage their membership and, and keep their great. book club organized. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, I think because a lot of times people think of a book club, well, you know, there's a few people sit around and that's it, but now it's virtual and um you can share, you know, you, there's so many of them. You know, I didn't realize that, you know, I, I am in a lot of book clubs, but, you know, I don't go into the discussions very much. But um, because I'm always looking for readers, and a lot of the people in the book mm-hmm. clubs and things are, it seems to be their authors too. So, but, and everybody doesn't read everybody's book, and nobody should expect everybody to. That's why we're looking for readers, you know, because we want mm-hmm. readers. <laughs> and, you know, and when, when I talk to you, you know, the good thing is because you are a reader and the question is, is, you know, like there's so many questions that authors, you know, wonder about, you know, do you like the cover and whatever? So maybe we could start with one thing. What, how did you pick a book mm-hmm. that you like? It's a good question. So the first thought that comes to mind is when you are actively engaged in a book club, or many book clubs, it's rare to read a book or many books outside of your book club. So if you're a member of a book club that's meeting regularly, say every month, um, that's the book you're going to read that month. And if you're a really avid reader, maybe you'll read one or two books outside of book club a month. Um, so a good chunk of the, the books and inspiration that I look for comes from my book club, and we can talk about kind of how 
book clubs tend to to choose books, or at least the ones that I've been in. But on my own, the way I look for books are, are often word of mouth. Um, I've I've heard somebody else that read a book and liked it and maybe recommended it to me, and and many people say this, I'm sure, that word of mouth is is often the way that we hear about books. I often get on kicks myself of certain types of books or certain genres or books that took place in a certain historical period or in a certain part of the world. And I will sometimes online, you know, on Amazon or on Goodreads search for a specific genre or books about a certain region or books by a certain author um, and see what recommendations come up. Oh, if you liked this book, perhaps you'd like this. But I think it's, it's rare that that's the way I find a book. It's often word of mouth or um, at my local bookshop or library. I think the owner knows me well or I trust her taste and I see what books she has on display and that she's recommending. Um, so storefronts of bookshops is another way I get a lot of inspiration, I think, um, for books. And then the other thing that helps me choose a book is if I know an author is coming to town, either to do a, a talk or a reading at the library or the, the bookstores that I frequent. Um, I get so much out of that experience. I try to make sure I hear um, you know, certain number of authors every year. And so if an author is coming to town, I want to make sure I read his or her book before, before going to the talk. So that's another kind of just personal um, way when, for when me an author to get comes to, When an book. author comes to like a bookstore, um, mm-hmm. I think years ago there were like a lot more people that go to bookstores. So if if an author mm-hmm. comes, are there a lot of people there? Because I've heard that even with well-known authors, sometimes there are not a lot of people that come as much as they used um, to. That, you know, I can speak. So I, I'm not sure. I do think that local bookshops, and I've been hearing this from, from several bookstore owners, are mm-hmm. having – a comeback and a resurgence, and we all want to support the local bookstore. Um, and many of them, it's it's a it's a meeting place, and it's a you know they they play important roles in our community, as do libraries. Um, so you know, I was living in Philadelphia for a long time, and at the the Free Library in Philadelphia, they brought in some some pretty well known authors um, and some lesser known authors. And I'd say attendance it, it was never a packed house, but um, there were always a decent amount of people there, and um, I know everyone in the audience always got a lot out of it. So it, it's hard to say. This past year, I've I think it's a great thing. I, I really wish yeah. they would do this more often. And you know, I, one of the things is, you know, that a lot of the people don't get paid to do the book signings, you know, and come to the places. Right. So I think that the libraries should be more receptive because. Right. Um, what have they got to lose? I mean, you know, I mean, I do right. think people really do like to talk to authors because a lot of people, they all feel that maybe they could write or maybe they want to know what are the steps because this is one of the reasons I do this show. I mean, I was an agent and I've done this for 20 years, but a lot of people don't know what to do about any of this. <laughs> I mean, and mm-hmm. when they, you can't get an agent when you're just starting out, it's too hard, you know, and publishers are not that receptive to the newer people. And uh, mm-hmm. so now we have independent publishing, which is really the best of, uh, I don't think that people realize how lucky of a time this is that they can actually, if they do their book right, you know, with a, a cover and with an edited, they can put their book out there and do very well. Because, as you mm-hmm. said to me before, and I'm going to ask this question because this is really important, you don't pick the book by publisher, right? That's that's correct. I think until okay. I started this is the best website, news. This is of good news. I didn't even look <laughs> into who the publisher was or the publishing house. I couldn't tell you who published some of my favorite books. I have through running this website, occasionally publishers or authors will reach out. So right. I'm slightly more familiar with some of the names. But right, as because a that's reader, the thing, no, and that's what's never, really good I never news. Consider it. Right, because mm-hmm. I think that. 
so many books get, you know, they get shoved aside because they're independently published, and this is so bad because some of them are so good. You know, I have been publishing mm-hmm. with Fidelity Publisher. I met her like 10 or 11 years ago, and she's done all my books. She's a good graphic artist. She gives me ideas, and when I write a book and have it edited, and, you know, then she'll say do this or do that, and she was actually the one that started me out to saying, like, you should do a radio, you should do a radio, you know, guest. You could be a guest, and I mm-hmm. went, no, and I've mentioned this before that I didn't want to do it, and then I did, and then I ended up getting my own show. But, you know, a publisher can really help you, you know, if you listen. I've gotten tremendous help from her. I mean, it's unbelievable, you know. And, you know, at the beginning, I've tried for years. I was going to sending my books out, and, you know, and then I think ten, I think it was like 10 years ago when self-publishing or independently publishing was – it was nothing like now because now there's a lot of people out there doing it. But And I said, well, I don't know if this is going to work or not, but I did it, and I was so happy, you know, that I got my work out. And I think that people, one thing they don't realize is that when you finally do the book and it looks good and it is good, that it doesn't sit in a drawer waiting for a publisher to pick you up. So you can get out mm-hmm. there, and it's really comforting that you say that you're not looking at the publisher because you're looking at the work, which as an author, right. every author wants that. The good story out there. Yeah, there's probably books that aren't that great, but there's also books by by the huge publishers that aren't that great either. So it's up <laughs> to the person to decide. <laughs> you know, right. And, That's very you know, true. So, And then I asked you another question, which – this is a big deal because people always say the cover, the cover. So the cover isn't what gets you, is what you told me. What gets you? So I think there are a few things that get me. If I'm shopping for a book and, and seeing it either in the bookstore or online, um, I, I read every blurb. So I think the blurb really gets me. And the description of the author um, usually can hook me also. I, I'd say I look oh, at those good things and read the blurb or the description of the author in every book more than I pay attention to the cover. You know, I I, I say that I'm sure that there's a science to what is pleasing to look at and what attracts us. uh, How do we know that? I don't know what that that is because you you don't know what what you like, somebody else might not. Yeah, exactly. For me, the, the description of the, the blurb, and I think it's not just um, the blurb's description of the story, but how well written is the blurb, that's something that I think matters to me. It gives me a taste of what the, the book might read like. Um, so I always read the blurb, and I always, I always read the author description. I think for me, when authors come to a bookshop or to um, the library, I, I do... Often my, my questions for them, it's not necessarily about the writing. Sometimes I have literary questions, but rarely. It's yeah. more often about the inspiration for the characters. And if you fall in love with a book and the characters within it, even without knowing the author, there's something you're, you know, you're attracted to the author too, and you just want to learn more about them. So having the opportunity to just learn about the author and their lives and maybe what inspired them to write and, and what was the motivation behind the book or a certain plot line or a certain character. That's, that's, that always draws me um, in, I think, in, on a deeper level and will often be the motivation for me to read a certain book if, if I know I have the opportunity to, to learn about who wrote matter. it. Yeah, the ca- mm-hmm. characters do matter. You know, and um, see, writing the blurbs, uh, this to me, I'd rather write a book, scrub a floor, do anything other than writing a blurb <laughs> because it's so hard. You know, it is. Right. It's very hard. I do screenplays, yeah. too. And, and screenplays you can get, it's called a log line, right? You do one or two lines, and that's it. And it's. I think for most authors, it's really hard because, you know, you want to get to what the story is about, but sometimes you have to read the book and, you know, it could be a romance, but it could be multi-generation or it could be mm-hmm. anything different. You know, you don't know till you read that book. So, And you don't mm-hmm. want to give it away a lot of times. And that's when the blur becomes so difficult and it's so important, you know, and um, mm-hmm. – I, I, that's what you see. That's what you're saying. I think we work on the cover and all of this, but we, that the blurb, this I I believe is hard. So you know, do you like when 
uh, I've seen some people on Amazon where they put like a small little scene. And do you like that? Where you can um, see like the dialogue? Or would, that wouldn't make any difference to you? No. For me, and okay. again, this is just personal. I wouldn't no, want to. Um, I wouldn't want any spoilers. I, that includes for me, you know, reading any little part of the book ahead of the actual writing. Um, wow, but that's but the blurb, I will. Yeah, that's read. very it, it, anything. All right, so you just want to know the what it could, you know, what the details of the book could be about. Well, like what it's about, if it'll interest you. Now, do you ever mm-hmm. get a book and then start it and don't finish it? Um, I'm pretty committed. I'm a pretty committed reader, I would say. That's important. So if I start <laughs> well, a book, it, it's, good. it's right. incredibly likely that I will finish it. Now, if I am not completely captivated by a book, it's entirely possible that I'll start another one while I'm reading it and then okay. go back to it in between. So I have books that are my kind of in-between books, and then there are books that I read, you know, start to finish without reading or watching anything else. No, that, but it's um, good but to I'm, be committed. I'm, you know, I'm it really is committed. good to be committed. I finish a book that's if really I start good. <laughs> you know, and that's the same way, you know, like I love movies and that's why I write screenplays too, you know, but I, and that's why my books are from some of my screenplays, but when I see a movie, even if I'm not loving it, I like to wait till the end. You know, if I already put it on, I will, you know, and now with the way it is on cable, you can, you know, and when you have on demand or whatever, you can go back to it another time. So, but, and then sometimes when I go back, I go, oh, this was really a good story, you know, and because I always say, and I say it constantly, a book and a screenplay or whatever movie, a beginning, middle, and end. So sometimes when you see a movie or read a book, when you get to that end, you go, oh, yeah, this works, <laughs> okay? But if you never mm-hmm. get there, you don't know that it works. True. So I'm happy to hear you say that because I think that a lot of people, I've seen it on Goodreads, they go like, oh, you know, I read the first two pages and this book is horrible. Bye. Okay, and that, that's what they say. That's it. Don't buy it. And so it's kind of sad think, because if... Yeah. Go ahead. My advice what would is, be to give books more of a chance than that See, that's also. a good thing yeah Especially no that's a really that, good that thing. Are part of a series one of my favorite um recent reads or a series where that i've read um is the neapolitan series by elena ferrante and if you had asked me what i thought of of those novels after the first book or the first half of the first book i would have said mm, not really interested but after i read all four i think one of um, my favorite series that I've ever read in my entire life. See, See, that's Um, good. And that is my theory. That that is what I say all the time because you have to give it a chance. And a lot of people don't. They don't give it a chance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you're – and with reviews, the same thing. So so you don't look at the reviews there at all or you, some of them? Or? Not that closely, no. Good. I, I good trust, my, I trust my friends and I trust my family and I trust my fellow book club members. And, you know, when you've been in a book club for a long time, you kind of know who your tastes align with in your club. And so there are, you know, I'm in a book club, I'm in multiple club, book clubs with multiple members, but there are probably three or four of us that we all share recommendations, and I'm sure there are other members that they share recommendations outside of a book club. So uh, a lot of it is based on who you know you maybe share taste or perspective with. I, I, don't, I don't read a lot of reviews. I read some reviews after I've read a book. Um, oh, that's because I often want to really know how, oh, good. how okay. I would describe yeah. it because I'm not a writer and I'm not a, a professional reviewer. So, but if there's a book that I really liked or I want to recommend or I will read the review so I know how to best describe it to someone else. Um, yeah. So but I, one I of the problems the is, but, but one of the problems is that most of the reviewers that you see, they're not reviewers. You know, they're just people reading the book, so it's just their right. opinion, you know. And so right. I try to say that to people because, you know, when you go to a movie, when you read a book, and when you're in a book club, no less, I mean, there are some people that will like it and some people that won't like it. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, and that's why if you read so many reviews, you're very confused because someone said, this is great, this is bad, you know. And so I, I don't like, I don't read that many reviews either. You know, but I try to get reviews because everybody thinks you need to 
have reviews. And you do have to have reviews, but you don't need yeah. 200 reviews because I doubt that many people are going to be reading 200 reviews. I don't know how right. they get them, but they do. Friends, <laughs> I don't know how, you know. I do know how they get them. They offer their own services, and they all review each other's books, and some read it and some don't. And so right. that's why I was anxious to have you on because you are the reader and not a, not an author, and that's a good thing. Because you're giving your opinion and you, you're you in a book club and that is your, you know, mm-hmm. that you handle other book clubs. And so this is so comforting for an author to hear this because it's about the story. So, and right. we spend so much time marketing that right. it it takes away from our writing. Right. And that's not to say I'm sure I, I know marketing is is an important part of the you industry, have so yeah. I don't mean yeah. to <laughs> diminish yeah. it. But for me personally, it's 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 a lot of word of mouth and uh, knowing when authors may be visiting. Or you know, there's the trend of supporting the local bookstore. Most bookstores I go in, they also try to support local authors. So I think that's another um, I think probably connection and a way to market. Mm-hmm. See, I think that one of the things is like, you know, sometimes when you go into a bookstore, and I've done it, and then they say, oh, fine, you know, we'll call you, and then they call, and then we, you know, that we don't end up having one because they've either lost the books I brought in, and it gets, it, it's unbelievable, you know. I mean, I go like, what? Mm-hmm. I mean, I once went into it, I gave them like five books, there were four children's books, they lost it, and then um, they, some of them, and this is Chicago, you know, and some of them charged to be there. And um, uh, I think mm-hmm. they're missing the boat because um, certainly in my case, I have a lot to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I've done this for 20 right. years, and I know when I do talk about it, people really are interested. And I do know a lot of the things that – I know a lot of the things that people – you know, I say the mistakes I've made because I have made a lot of them. But in the mistakes I've made, I've learned – so I don't look at them as that much as mistakes. It's just a learning experience because this is. Mm-hmm. And since I've been doing the shows, you know, and right now, like, talking to you, it really makes me happy that I can have an interview like this because it's telling people just read these books, you know. I mean, don't look at all of this. Don't say, oh, we don't like this or that. Read the book, mm-hmm. you know. And then, then yeah. like, I love that you said you read the reviews and- afterwards. Right. I often will read them after, not before. <laughs> I think the other motivation for me in, in reading the whole book is if my book club is discussing that book, I want to have read it before the meeting so that I can okay. <laughs> engage in the in the discussion. So that's the, the extra motivator when you're in a book club. Um, even if you don't get hooked in the, the first chapter or a couple of pages, there's additional incentive to, to finish the book. Right, right, and then because right now the book clubs that you're in, are you are they're, they're virtual. Well, so do you want to um, yeah like to no. explain? You can yeah okay. Sure. Tell us so about what you, how you are that, that I am personally in, um, and again, you're if you're in one book club, you're in one book club. From running this website, I know that um, there are thousands upon thousands of book clubs out there and they all operate a little bit differently. But I have um, been in an in-person um, community book club for a while. So I, as I said, I used to live in Washington, D.C. That was my first experience in a book club. Um, and then I moved to Philadelphia and I lived in Philadelphia for five years. Philadelphia is home for me. My family's also in Philadelphia. And so I'm in a, a book club in Philadelphia um, and that's the book club that inspired this this website. But when I went to graduate school in Boston, I wanted to stay connected to my book club in Philadelphia. And I would even sometimes fly home for some meetings if I could. But if oh, really? I couldn't, um, <laughs> yes, and right. for those of us, the 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 um, that book club was mostly women, not all women, but we all had jobs where we traveled frequently um, and so sometimes there it would be often where the meeting would be taking place in person but maybe there would be two of us that were Skyping into the meeting just just to be there and hear the conversation um, and some of my friends in that book club they were in a book club with friends from college or family members that lived all over the country and they met also through 
Skype or some other virtual meeting platform once a month virtually. So that's been my experience with in-person versus virtual. I will often say, also say with my family, um, we live, we're somewhat spread out, my sisters, um, my mom, aunts and uncles, we are in a family book club, and it's really just when we know we're getting together for a family, so certain holidays or reunions or that sort of thing, we'll pick a book to make sure we've all read it before we, we, we're going to see each other, just so we can talk about that's, it. So that, that is really, another, now that's a that's good thing. I've never, I've, nobody's ever said and, that. That's a really good thing. But it's just, and, and that's a good a, thing. a way Boy. to talk about, you know, books where often one person will have read a book and they'll recommend it to the rest of the family and they'll say, I'm dying to know what you think about this. Let's talk about it the next time we're together. Um, I did, I did just graduate. um, I did a kind of mid-career master's program recently and a group of students, we formed a, a, a book club and we, we were meeting in person, but now that we've graduated and um, kind of dispersed, we, we are meeting virtually. So um, the, the book club website's facilitating, facilitating both uh, a way for us to recommend books to one another, but also to still schedule meetings and, and meet virtually. Now, on your website, so what, are the, a, what a, are the changes? What are the changes you're planning on doing for others? Because I don't, I want to talk about that a little because that's really important. Because sure. you're adding some things and you're you know, so um, yep. what are what are your plans? Because this is a so, really good idea. So my plans are, like I said, when we built this website, it's an online management organizational tool for book clubs that either already exist or are newly forming. And mm-hmm. through the website, you can manage your membership. You create a, a, a unique page for your club. You send the link to members and everyone can join. And from there, you can schedule meetings and it sends out invitations and notifications and reminders. You can message members in your club. It keeps track of all of the books your club has read. It keeps a list of books you want to read in the future. It allows members to rate books and um, it gives you the average rating that your club has had for every book you've read. So it's, it's, it's a really helpful tool for book clubs. So I built this and just put it out there. And to my surprise, as I said, lots of book clubs are using it. And now that I have a little bit more time on my hands, I really want to optimize it and, and, and make it an even better tool and resource for book clubs. So one thing that we recently uh, added to the site, which I'm very excited about, is the ability to poll your members for, similar to a doodle-type poll, to find the best date to meet. Um, so you can do a calendar poll with your members, but you can also do a poll to choose the next book. Where yeah, that's what they ask you, right, who chooses the books, right? Yeah. Each member yeah. can add a book, and then everyone, it's a, sort of a democratic process, everyone yeah. can vote <laughs> for the next book to read. And um, clubs have been asking for that for a long time, and I'm really excited that we did a lot of uh, several focus groups and you know, beta testing, and that's, that's out there. So some of the things I want to focus on this summer, I am dedicating my summer to improving the website, is, as we said, um, to build more of a, a platform for virtual meetings for all clubs. Right now, the, the only way that you can use the site for a virtual meeting is to create a meeting as if it were in person and in the notes section include a link to you know, whatever platform you may be using, Zoom or GoToMeeting or, or Skype. But we want to embed that feature into the site for clubs. A lot of clubs have been asking for a way to, when they schedule meetings or for for past meetings that have occurred, each meeting has a little page, if you will, um, that has the details of the meeting and the book that you're reading and who attended the meeting or or who can attend or who RSVP'd know, that sort of thing. But many clubs would like the ability to attach um, documents and have a messaging thread connected to each meeting. So they want to post the recipe that perhaps they, the, the host made at that meeting, or they want to post photos. That's from a really good or, idea. That's very good. Right? Or they That's want really to share reviews, um, reviews and comments 
and questions specific to that meeting. Right now the messaging tab is more general and it's a separate, it's an email messaging system for clubs. But I want to integrate that into um, each book's meeting page for that club. So that's something that I'm hoping to do. And I'm also hoping to build out, um, you know, in a way that isn't too promotional. I still want to be a, you know, an organic site and a resource to book clubs, but to help books book clubs find, you know, the next book to read. That's something that I'm really thinking about. Um, I've started to do some work in creating discussion guides for certain books. Just the past two months, we've had a little book of the month on um, our homepage. And if you click on it, then we provide discussion guides. We've done that for two books. Um, and I really want to think about building that out. Several book clubs have asked, do you have discussion guides for books? And a lot, of if, a lot of services are out there with discussion guides. I think some books, when they're published, they come with a discussion guide, but not always. Um, so making those more available or maybe curating a list or the books that are at least trending um, between book clubs, finding a way to provide some helpful content in the form of you know, reading group discussion questions or discussion guides, that, that sort of thing. Um, that's some, something I'd like to spend a little bit of time on and build out this summer, as well as finding ways to partner in, with local bookshops and, and authors. That's something I haven't explored yet. Yeah, the right authors, now, I tell you, uh, authors would probably be very receptive to this, um, myself included, because I, because I, I think this is a wonderful <laughs> yeah. idea. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I mean, you know, you can always, if any of these authors that are you know, that would like to come on to talk about their books, they're always welcome on my mm -hmm. show because I love to have different discussions. Right. And a lot of times I do have six or seven guests on. And, in fact, I'm having, a um, in the middle of June, Michelle Prince, she's been on my show before, and they have written an anthology about interracial marriages. And I've had them on mm -hmm. before, and but now they have a, a, a different group. And so... I don't know if seven will come on. It depends, maybe five or six. But, And I love when all the authors come on because they have never really talked to each other. So they've all written hmm. their anthology part of it. And, you know, they've mm -hmm. already written their story and it's all together. But some of them have not had conversations with with each other. So on my show, then they get to ask each other questions too because this is the first time they're really talking to each other. And so I think mm -hmm. I love that because it's so much fun, you know, yeah. and then they read different excerpts. So I'm always open to that. You can always let me know because I do like that when I have open discussions because I think mm -hmm. people really, you know, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, but we don't talk to each other. That's why I usually try to talk mm -hmm. to my guests first before they come on so we know a little about each other. And then when they're on a show, I let people ask each other questions because they may have a question that I don't know they're thinking you know, because we're not in the same room. Mm -hmm. So, and they've, you know, they've only chatted with each other, like on Facebook or, you know, something by email or something like that. So I think, you know, what you're doing is a really good idea to get authors and their readers involved with each other because I do believe mm -hmm. people like that. That's why when I saw this, I went, oh, this is a good thing, <laughs> you know. And, I think um, book clubs would love that opportunity. Yeah, to connect yeah. with the author of the book that they're yeah. reading. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm always happy to have that. So if you have a book club and they want to get the author on, I'll have that show for them because I love that. Okay. You know, and I think it's Thanks. so much fun. And, you know, because I'm interested when you said, you know, you're interested in talking, you know, they, you like the character. And that's what writers need to hear. You know, my audience is a lot of writers. And I think that what you've said today really rings true to me. I mean, Instead of worrying about all this, you know, marketing, which we all do all the time, you have to work more on your characters because that's what the reader is liking or not liking. And if they don't like the character, it doesn't mean they don't like the book. They just, the characters maybe, you know, in some ways they don't like them, but they like the way the character is. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes somebody's a bad character, but you still like, you know, it's like on TV or whatever, you still like to watch the show. And you hoping that right. maybe they'll get better. So maybe it'll be nicer. But <laughs> you know, I particularly don't like in a, a series. I see a lot of series lately where there's characters and they're good characters, but nobody has any redeeming qualities. I'm thinking like, oh my god, nobody. You know, I like at least if there's a few. 
you know. And I think that you there's a limit to how many powerful, strong characters you have on something where the other characters get left aside, but it's like nobody's nice to each other. I'm thinking, like, why? You know, so I love hearing about characters, you know, because I, I guess because I write, too, I'm more interested in that. You know, as writers, we are interested mm-hmm. in different things, but the most important thing, which we can never forget, is the reader, and that's what you're getting together, and that's the most important thing to, I think, any writer. They want to know what their readers think. And I think I like right. the part also and that you look at their uh, bio. Interesting. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, right. those are probably I things that people readers, might not think as much. Right. I mean, many readers, for obvious reasons, sometimes reading is just for for entertainment um, and an escape. But I think readers really value books and you know, see all sorts of value in reading regularly, you know, reading, it does, it unlocks your imagination and gives you fresh perspective on, on your world or the world. Um, yeah. Those of us, even if we're not a writer, I know that the more I read, I'm a better writer, even if it's for my day job or in emails, it helps my yeah. writing. Stories are powerful, but all of that stuff. And so we but you're open to it. authors also, yeah. Yeah. right. So if you're, if you're a reader and you value literature and you value books um you want to find you want to support authors as well so for me it it is always important to learn a little bit about the person that wrote the book i am reading so so yes i do always so i'm taking away from this which is a good thing you know i'm taking away that that you know because sometimes you know people don't change their bio as much and they do, do different things and so i'm saying out there right now i'm probably saying but i will discuss it on other shows is that maybe put yourself out there and say some of the newer things you're doing. So, you know, if you write a bio mm-hmm. that you had five years ago, it's not the bio you should be having probably now. I, in fact, I'm right. changing a book that I did, and I'm actually changing the whole book. I don't know. Uh, it was a successful book for me. It's a book on the Holocaust. It's a memoir that I did mm-hmm. for a woman years ago. But oh, wow. I'm making it now more about the young adult because she goes to the Holocaust museums and she well not well she's like 90 now almost you know and so she was one of the youngest but it was in her voice and i wrote it exactly as she told it to me now i mean you know wow. i it was her words and but now because the people that come to the holocaust museum that she spoke to are young adults so i am writing it i i'm cutting some of the parts out and just leaving it the young adult version and because it's an important thing because they do go over the Holocaust in grammar school now. And so I think mm-hmm. that I cut out some of the things that were maybe too adult for them and maybe just leave it in the young adult market because it's an important story and it's written in her voice. You know, and mm-hmm. sometimes people, you know, mm-hmm. when you write a memoir, they're they say things which I can't change. I've talked about this on some of my shows. If they don't like something she did, it's not my fault. (laughs) I'm writing her story. And I think that when Mm -hmm. people read memoirs, you know, there's also sometimes a lot of it isn't true because it's only what the author tells you, what the, what the, it's not what the author's telling you, it's what, whoever you're writing the story on, tells you about. You mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I know whatever she told me, I didn't change anything because it's her story, not mine. You know, and so I cut it to a smaller version because I want young people to understand that if you are in a bad situation as the Holocaust and you were in a concentration camp and you have a good life when you finally come to America and you have a whole new life, that that's possible for everyone, you know. And so that's why I cut it. And so we'll see how this goes now. You know, I'm, I, um, the young adult market, I had a couple young adults on a few weeks ago, market writers, and I, I myself was inspired and changed some of my thinking, not even my thinking, but I'm thinking I wasn't really thinking of doing young adult books, but I, after talking to them, I realized that it matters what young adults think about mm-hmm. what goes on in the world. And it matters even more now than before. So I think that, you know, people do change as authors. So if their bios changed and some of their thinking, it would probably be better to maybe put some of that in it, that you are doing newer things. Because 
I wasn't mm. really thinking about it till now when you said that, that you read about the author. And that's our chance mm-hmm. to let people see what we do in on our lives a little. Yeah. So yeah. I'm interested in, I, I you know, I'm, I will repeat important. that. Because I doesn't, yeah, I didn't oh, look at it that way. Okay. So in my shows, that's why I learn a lot of things. Because I don't really know that much about book clubs. And I mentioned it the other day about book clubs. It's because I'm always thinking sometimes if you uh, put yourself out there, you don't really want sometimes people discussing maybe what you did as a child or you did as an adult, and they don't know me. But I would like them to talk about more about my characters. So it's interesting. Right. We think differently than maybe a reader does. That's why yeah. you're and important. That's why. The discussion at a book club is primarily around the book or the characters or how the members related to to certain aspects yeah. of the book. But um, it does usually come up a, a little bit about the author. Oh, I read this about the author. Oh, that makes. Oh, I wonder if yeah. that inspired this part of the story, or yeah. it just sort of piques curiosity. I wouldn't say in the clubs that I'm in that we we discuss the author's bio at length. See, I think that, right. That's what. So that's I'm so glad. To what we're right. I'm so glad about. to hear mm-hmm. what you're saying is because, you know, that's important for people to hear what goes on at a book mm-hmm. club. You know, mm-hmm. and that, you know, and there's so many good stories out there. It is difficult to, probably for people to choose what book to read, wouldn't you? I mean, how does that work? I mean, yes, it's really <laughs> tough. How do you choose? So um, in the, the different book clubs that I'm in, one thing that does help in the decision-making process, every book club that I'm in, we rotate hosts for each meeting even if we're not rotating location. Sometimes we rotate location, but if, if it's at, in the same place every month or every other month, we at least rotate the host. And that's the person that it's their responsibility to choose the book and um, to at least get the, the discussion or conversation going about the book. And when it is one person's responsibility to choose the book, they can do that in, in many ways. Some of the clubs I'm in that we've already sort of set a specific um, genre or tone for the year, or perhaps at our previous meeting we'll say, oh, we've been reading a lot of books like this or by authors like this. Let's switch it up. Let's make sure our next book is, if we've been reading you know, all fiction, our next book will be a nonfiction. Or if we just read a slew of memoirs, let's read a you know, something else, a mystery or what have you. And so sometimes there's direction given to that month's host. So they don't have, you know, the, the entire world of books to choose from. Um, it can be narrowed down somewhat. And then even within that, um, the book club website, and I, I've known other book clubs to do this even without the website, they will kind of vote. Oh, here are a couple books I've been wanting to read. Um, I always jot down and keep a list of books that I want to read if I hear a recommendation or if I see something that catches my eye or if I, you know, I'm going through a magazine and I see a review and or or a promotion or what have you. Oh, that looks interesting. I'll just jot the title down. Anyway, when it's my turn to host, I'll say, oh, I've been wanting to read these four books. Any thoughts? And if half of the club says, oh, I've already read it, then we don't choose that book. Um, right. Or if every, you know, a handful of people say, oh, yeah, that's also on my list. Um, that sort of, sometimes it can be done democratically. People can vote. But sometimes it's just whoever's hosting that month, they get to choose. Um, the book club that I've been in at school, we chose, we wanted to read all um, female authors, and we wanted to rotate a really current contemporary novel with one that's, um, a bit older. So we, we knew kind of the path we were taking, but each host of each month was able to choose the book on their own. So that does help, I think, um, share the, the I burden like the fact that you said older book. book. See, I like that you said older book because I think that's so important. There are so many books that were that are older, and it's not always just the books have been in within a year, you know, and right. – um, mm-hmm. Like with kids' books, kids' right. books are popular yeah. from forever, okay? And I think that yeah. that's one of the problems that I found in bookstores. They want it, you know, right now, current, but there might be missing something, you know, that might be a mm-hmm. little older, but so what? I mean, it's a good right. book, you know? And yep. it, it, so it, you seem to find every way to, to make it sound so much more interesting and so much 
and really fair, you know, because I think people that are listening probably that are writers, you know, they always have to have something new, 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 new. But sometimes some of their books that, because I had um, a guy on from, um, he does the Kindle book net, and um, they are really great reviewers. He was on, he's from the Netherlands. He was really good. And he was saying mm-hmm. that even if you have an older book, you can still market it. See, that's what happens. People tend to mm-hmm. say like, oh, what's new? But what about the other mm-hmm. things that they wrote? So, like, if you're reading a book, let's say, and on your, let's say you read a book and it's a series book, okay, and it's the first one, what if you all like it? Do you read the second book or do you read it separately, the other, the second or third of the series? That's a really There's a good whole club? Every, every series book that I've read in a club, we only read the first one. Okay. But <laughs> that said, there's always a subset of people in the club that loved it and want to read the whole thing and discuss it. So I've had side, you know, book club meetings (laughs) outside of our book club. But most of the times, even with series book, we'll read the first one as a club and then decide, you know, who wants to keep going. Um, But we don't because, you know, if you meet once a month, then that's a a third of your year right there Um, or however many books that are in the series. So usually we start with the first and then it's, it's, completely um up to the members you know who will continue to to read and discuss the subsequent um i mean it sounds fair right right because you know people are writing a lot of series books now you know and um like i i think that's probably the best thing to do is right if you're reading one book and everybody likes it then they can read it in their own time the second and third or Mm -hmm. whatever you know because there's so many people writing series books now um, you know, so do you read novellas also, mm-hmm. or do you want full length or, you know, cause a lot of people are writing novellas. So how do you feel about that? Um, I would say on, for most of the books that my, hmm, I'm not sure. Most of the clubs on book clubs and most of the clubs that I've been in, we do read full length novels, not novellas. Okay. I have been right. in a book club that rotates one book every month and then one journal article or something yeah. smaller oh, all right. That's, magazine yeah. no, article. Yeah. So I'm sure there are book clubs out there that read, yeah. um, you know, novellas. And there are some months <laughs> where everyone in the book club will say we're really busy. So this month we, <laughs> we can't choose a book that's more than X, you know, 200 pages. No, that's a, well, that's a good pages. thing. Right. Well, you know, a lot of my books, let's say, are novellas because I'll tell you why. Because they come, they come from the <laughs> screenplays. And I thought the best way mm-hmm. to attract Hollywood is they're not reading four or 500 pages in a book, but they right. will read maybe a yep. novella, you know. And so I figured this is not a bad market. Right, that's smart. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that, like, for lunchtime reads, they have the short stories. I've had people on with short stories. I never liked to write them, but I did, okay? And I did enjoy it mm-hmm. better than, you know, more than I thought. But there's so many people that just write short stories, you know, short stories and then turn them into a series. There's so much going on now, you know. Yeah. <coughs> what have we missed that say, you I want to talk sh- about? Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, just um, lastly on that point, I think short stories are great for book clubs, certainly books that are a compilation of short stories, um, because even if you can't read every story within the book, you could still come to the book club and, and, and be oh, able to engage in the discussion. So one of the book clubs that I'm in, we do try each year, we set some goals. Um, so even if there's a genre or a general theme or even if we're letting the host pick a different book, doesn't matter, you know, what genre, what type of book, it's your prerogative each month. We will set some goals. Like we want to read one Pulitzer Prize, you know, winning book this year. Yeah. We want to read one book that's nonfiction. Let's make sure yeah. we read one book of short stories just to mix it up. So that's, that. I think that's I a great idea. That right. I just was wondering. Work yeah. really yeah. well for a book club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, yeah, because, you know, people are on the run, and I know a lot of times the short stories, you know, it's you're at the beach, whatever, and people mm-hmm. want to read just something short or a lunchtime read, you know, because I've had authors, right. and there is no answer, so, you know, I mean, that's the thing, and that's why it seems like with your book club, there's so many different book clubs that people could be in than find, right. you know, what they would like. Now, if somebody is in a book club and they didn't read the mm-hmm. book, I'm sure mm-hmm. happens, and they. So at the end, of, do so they come excited. to the? Do they talk about it, or do you know, they pretend, or what do they do? Yes. No, you know, um, most of the book clubs that I'm in, 
we're either all ready friends or we become quick friends. Okay, right. Um, <laughs> right. The book club. So right. I, I'm sure there are some book clubs that are that are a bit more serious that you can't attend if you haven't read the book. But I've never right. been in one of those. And I would yep. say it's often that someone comes and they haven't had a chance to read the book or they only read the first path. And they know yes. that maybe some things will be spoiled for them, but they choose to come yep. anyway. And often, right. just to see everyone, it's, 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 a, it's a really... Yep special, I think, time um, for a lot of people, the time to get together with their, their book club. And hearing the discussion will sometimes let them know if they want to finish the book or not. So, um, yeah. we'll See, I think that's book. why I would so love to I have some of those shows going. with people on, because I would love to hear <laughs> mm-hmm. what people are saying about a book and how they, you know, how they relate to their own lives. I mean, I, I think this is an interesting thing, so I'm open for this, so, and, you know, so you know mm-hmm. this, because I think that, that you know, and certainly if you have a discussion on it, you know, it makes people maybe want to get in a book club that maybe might not have been in mm-hmm. a book club because they didn't visualize it to be the same way, as you're saying mm-hmm. now. And right. if it's a virtual one, they don't have to live in the area. So Correct. that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because you may right. be liking certain books and you and people that you know won't read them. So they can go right. out there and look. How would they find, like I, I know what I would probably so, do, but what would you suggest how they can find a book club for them? Can so you offer that question. service? So, and that, do you offer no, that? No, that's really not, it isn't. I think okay. that's, a, that's a hard question. That's something, on book clubs, it's mostly for clubs that already exist or okay. are newly forming. It's not really a tool where you could randomly find um, a club or a virtual club. I know there okay. are a lot of online platforms that can do that, and then you use a site like right. book clubs to or, to stay yeah. organized. Um, I think checking in with the library. There are a lot of book clubs about certain genres. I know that that form on Reddit or Yahoo groups or Meetup. Um, that's a way to maybe find random people all over the mm-hmm. country or the world, and then mm-hmm. come to a site like book clubs to to organize yourself. But we don't really provide that service on book clubs. Okay, right, no, right. Because they can find. I mean, that's yeah. not right. I, I didn't think so. But you know, because what they can do is just look up. Rom- you know, they can go on Facebook too because there's a lot of book clubs there. They mm-hmm. just go romance sure. book club or yep. thriller. You know, and I think mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think it seems like a good idea, you know, because that's why I, you know, have a lot of these shows because I do learn a lot about things that I didn't know about, you know. And so I think that's what your service for book clubs will do because I think this will probably keep them intact when they have, they get organized, you know, in a good way. That's the mission. (laughs) That's the hope. Right. (laughs) Okay. I think that book clubs are very valuable and special in all sorts of ways. And I think the, the experience of reading a book is so much richer when you have others to discuss it with. So that really is the mission behind book clubs. If, if you have the organizational platform, hopefully the club is more likely to, to stay together and remain active. So that's the goal. And I guess you asked any other thoughts or things that I would um, yeah. like to discuss or maybe advice for authors. I do think keeping um, book clubs in mind as potential readers, I love when I pick up a book and it has a few questions in it for a book club or a discussion guide. You do um, like that? Somebody you know, asked me we, that. You do like that. Okay. We do. I, I do. Yeah. You know, if we if there is a book that has that, we might not read go through every single one, but sometimes we'll use use that to guide discussion. Um, so so that's something that I would think about. And I, I do also know that book clubs and, you know, we can maybe talk about this offline or in the future, Marcia, if there's a way to um, connect with an author either through virtually or if there are a few questions that a book club could share with an author before their meeting or after, I think that would make the, the book club experience even better. So yeah, I, would, I think that I would is a great right, right. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Because I do think that people sometimes, you know, and the most important thing that we what we're not gonna forget here, which is to read. You know, and um, mm-hmm. reading is so important. I mean, you learn things, you learn about families, you learn, and when you're reading a memoir, there's just so many interesting things that you don't know about that when you read, Absolutely. you, and it's also a great, you know, way to, um, if, if a person is depressed sometimes, you know, maybe if they read about somebody else that's gone through it, I mean, that will maybe help them mm-hmm. a little, you know, because, 
there's just so many things that a book can do for somebody, you know, and I think that that's what we all forget sometimes because we're all marketing and whatever, but really it's about the story that you're writing and the heart that goes into it when you write a book, you know, yeah. and yeah. and like I said before, if somebody you see says, oh, I love your character, you know, they start talking about your character, and it, to me that's the most exciting thing is when someone says, oh, I love this character, bring them back, you know, hurry up, hurry up, you know, and I'm so happy. That's, that to me is, I think, what most authors want. They want their reader to really be happy when they finish their book and say, oh, I really like that, you know, it was such an interesting mm-hmm. book. And so that's why I love that you do this, because I think this is, you know, the one question I did forgot to ask you, paperback or um, ebook? What's, you know, people always ask um, that question. Your good question. I read all sorts. I, I like to have the book in front of me. But that said, I also, when I'm traveling, I listen to books on tape. I download books on my Kindle. I often check books out of the library. I still love the library. And if I really loved the book, I want to have it on my bookshelf. So I will purchase it. Um, I, I think that there's a value in having a copy of the book and building a bookshelf. I think when I was a little kid, I was around books. There were bookshelves on the wall. My mom was always filling the bookshelf. And I think, I think that's important. I think it stimulates curiosity and, and in reading and intellectual curiosity in general. So I think keeping a bookshelf and having the Yeah, I agree with you. I listen, important. my grandmother, my but grandmother, I've mentioned I don't this many times. I write. Her. My grandmother yeah. used to read a lot. And she, we read books. She read a lot of romances. And so I read them, mm-hmm. you know, and I love that. And I always remember that, you know, it's, it was really, you know, and then she, even when she got really very much older, she remembered everything about the book and we always had discussions. So I like what you're mm-hmm. saying about that because that was, it was so, you know, interesting what, what she would say about a book and she would quote lines and I'm thinking like, oh my God, you know, and, but I remember right. that. And, you know, they'll, mm-hmm. that's And then me. you can oh, lend it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, think so it's I, a great I do thing think books. that's important. But I also think being able to, to check a book out of the library or being able to read on your Kindle, you know, when you're traveling or listen to a book on tape while you're driving. Yeah, I, I love think, that you said I that. I think whatever audio, way you can access a book is the best. Whatever's best do you, for you. Do you like audio books? I mean, we, I didn't ask you, but I love audio books, and uh, I've had shows about it, and I really love audio books. Mm-hmm. I know audio audibles is expensive, but I think for a writer, yep. especially, I get I'm I hear everything, and I think you, what was that? Mm-hmm. Do you like I, audio? I also am an Audible subscriber. Yeah, yeah, because I think. I learn a lot when I'm listening to it because when I'm reading it, unfortunately, I tend to skip a little. That's just how, you know, I, who knows? I mean, why I've always done that. But when I listen to it, I hear every last word, even on my own. Because I, when I listen to my own, it's like I feel like I didn't even write it. You know, it just takes you to another place. And we've yeah. had many shows mm-hmm. about audiobooks, but I love them. And I, keep talking about it and a lot of people they don't realize that it makes you a better writer for sure because when you're listening to other people you're hearing it in a different way and some of it sinks into the styles that you like so I love it Mm -hmm. you know um, I'm Mm -hmm. glad to hear that you like the audiobooks this is a good thing I do and if I really like the story after listening to the audiobook I'll buy the the hard copy or the paperback you're a good you're a great consumer they love you People that yeah. Amazon must love you because you're a good consumer. <laughs> no, and, but you know what I like about this? You're not saying you're not saying what other people. You're not saying I want this book free. Everybody wants everything free. And on the show here, we talk about this a lot. We all work yeah. so hard, and if people don't at ninety nine cents, and then like I know Amazon does this, and I don't see how, but they do. They return people's money. Mm-hmm. I've heard, and I, I can't imagine hmm. why you'd want to return an ebook. Yeah. It's 99 right. cents, a lot of them. I mean, it's just so sad right. for the writer. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know, right. so is there anything, last words, they can find you? And I, I have it on my yeah, uh, they, on the show page, okay. and I'll be. Yeah, they can yeah. They can find me at um, bookclubswithaz.com, and there's a contact form there, or my email is anna at bookclubs, um, B-O-O-K-C-L-U-B-Z, 
www.thehealthcoachesdivorce.com. And I'm available at any time for you to, you know, if the author wants to come on or if you have a book club, you know, I'm good with that because I think it's such an interesting concept you have, and that's why I'm so happy you came on the show because I do think it's, you know, I I didn't know that much about book clubs, and now I'm feeling good about this, so I think that's a good thing. You should join one. You should form one. Uh, They're wonderful. Yeah, I know. You know what? And I I learned so much. That's what I'm saying. You know, I do change a lot. You know, everybody does know that. Uh, I change every second. I'm always. I don't have anything that's you know embedded in the ground here. I just because I learn different things. And after listening to you, I think this is so interesting. So maybe I will do that. You know, but I will. Yeah. Tr- I will try again to go to these bookstores because I believe that to be true. That people really do like to talk to authors. So I won't give up on mm-hmm. that. You know, yeah. this is. I think it's a great thing. All right, thank you so much, and yeah, um, thank you congratulations on your graduation. This is a good thing. Thank you. You know, and we yeah. have to have a show about that. But you know, and you're more than welcome to come <laughs> back at any time and talk about this because I will repeat this you know, talk about this a lot because I think it's a really good thing. So thank you so much and have a great weekend. And thank you to all my listeners. And we're on iTunes now, so you can hear all of our shows on iTunes and on demand. And or go to um, MarciaCasperCook.com and all my shows are listed there under the radio shows. So thank you so much and goodbye. Bye. Thanks. Thanks again. Okay. Bye-bye.